everybody. This is Talk Like a Lady, a podcast where we find out all about our favorite ladies. I'm Carly Morton. And I'm Jessica Fontana. And today we're talking to Christina Hurtado. Hello. Hello, friends. <laughs> so, um, I guess we should get to your homework. Um, it's the fun part. Yeah, this is the fun part. Okay. So, what are we drinking? So, I was telling the two of you that when the um, shutdown first happened, Lifted Spirits, which is my favorite little distillery, started doing little Lifted Spirits cocktail kits. And one of my favorite was um, the Vodka Collins. And so, that's what we're drinking today. Drinking local. Yay. Um, Lifted Spirits. So, it's just a nice little refreshing drink. It really is. I, like I was telling you, I'd never had it, but that's tasty. It's a, it's kind of a, a little bit sour, a little bit on the sour side, but uh-huh. not, it's really good. It's like, it's like alcoholic Sprite. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. I'm glad you like yeah, it. Yeah, it's really good. I like it a lot. Yes. It's delicious. <laughs> um, who is your badass lady that you want to tell us about? You know, I, this one was really, really hard because um, I have a, I've been very lucky, I think, to have women who have mentored me. Um, I, you know, which is not always the case, right? Because yeah. I feel like societally, we're as women, we're told we're competition with each other. And so I would say um, one of my people is, Dr. Stephanie Bannister, who worked at Kansas State University. And so prior to transitioning um, to corporate, the corporate world, I did 20 years in housing, um, university housing. And so I met her in 2011 when I started working at Kansas State University. And I was um, in charge of or oversaw leadership and diversity development for the housing and dining staff for the full-time graduate and student staff. And I think um, she's so incredibly, one, just so smart, like emotionally intelligent, knows about world issues, cares about world issues, is tied to her faith, very tied to her family. Um, and uses the, uses her privilege in a way to advocate for others and to help others, um, whether it's in terms of socioeconomic status, you know, all sorts of things, poverty, everything, you know, and to educate others. But all the way she educates others is always in a kind way. And I don't have always have that ability to interact with people. If so, because if somebody says something to me that I don't like, I'll just say it in a very maybe not a way that could deter a relationship from building, right? Because I'm not that she's not direct. I'm just a little bit stronger in the way that I'm direct. And she has the ability to navigate relationships in a way that I hadn't seen before, and also separate the person sometimes from the behavior and be able to see like, maybe she didn't like something that somebody did, but 
always to be able to see the, the good and the value and still work to develop that person or invest in that person. And so um, I think I've learned a lot from her. And I also, when I was leaving my last place of employment that, that ended my housing career, um, she had come to do kind of um, an overview of our program, see what was going on, get some feedback. And she affirmed for me, and I didn't want, I didn't necessarily want what I thought I saw happening to be affirmed. But sometimes when you're in a situation that is toxic, you don't, you say to yourself, I'm not, I'm crazy. What I'm thinking is not right. And she just affirmed that, what I was thinking was correct. And I, and I invited her there. I said, I'm going to invite you to be, um, to, to assess our department because I know that either way, even if I don't want to hear it, you're going to call me on my bullshit and you're going to tell me what I need to hear to be able to move this department forward. And she did. And, but all she said, but all the things that you assessed were correct. And she's like, and you're not being appreciated your staff is not being appreciated. You're not being, you know, valued. And I was exhausted all the time. I was angry all the time. I was sad all the time. And so after she did that assessment, um, I'd been thinking about quitting and I just quit my job with no plan. I'd never done that before. I'd never, um, I gave two weeks notice to be professional, but I've never left a place of employment without giving at least a month to a month and a half in advance over my 20 year career. Um, but she helped me, uh, I think have confidence in my ability to do that and land on my feet. And that was scary. Cause I had, I was leaving a field that I had been in it for 20 years. Yeah. Um, but, and that's how I met you too, because yes. <laughs> I came to Kansas city I didn't know anybody, and I said, I'm going to um, the My Favorite Murder live show, even though I know nobody. Um, <laughs> and that's how I met you two. Got to sit next to you two. I know. Lovely. I know. So, oh, yeah. my gosh. That yeah. was so – it's – like, sometimes when we're, when we're talking to people and um, – and they're like, oh, yeah, how do you know each other? It's like, I don't know. I ran into her at a show. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's funny, though, is anytime Georgia and Karen talk about people that will write to them or if they meet them, they're like, I met so-and-so and I, you know, I went by myself and all this stuff. And I always think of you because, like, you know, it, we just happened to randomly get to sit by you and yeah, then we right. just started talking and, you know, so it's just funny that yeah. the way things happen like that. But, no, she sounds like a really good person to have on your side. Yeah, and I think um, because she's so incredibly introspective, reflective, it it makes me want to be more reflective of who I am, who I want to continue to develop into, who I don't want to develop into, um, and my impact on others. Um, and I think that's important. Um, to think about. Yeah. And I wish I'm with you. There are times because even if I don't say anything to somebody, usually my face will say it. Yeah. I'm not very, and I also struggle 
And I think part of it is just the world we live in right now. I really, I, you know, I'm with you. I struggle to separate the action from the person. And sometimes I wish I could, because I do think that would, I don't know, possibly open things up, you know, where maybe the world could get better, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if we could all like separate even maybe what we say versus who we are, you know? So yeah, it's, that's a hard thing to do. I admire when people can be that way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm immediately defensive. Like, okay, well, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't want to hear what you have to say. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck your mom. Fuck everything. Goodbye. (laughs) It is hard though. Like, I mean, and like I said, in the world we live in today, it's like, I feel like anyone who's really paying attention, it's very easy to get defensive or angry very quickly. Yes. I feel like yeah. we're always, we're almost like always at an eight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, just, you know, but it would be, I, I do think it would be nice if like, maybe I was at a, a two so, and then I wouldn't, you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe. I'm sure, I'm sure it's nice, <laughs> but it's great. <laughs> I I probably will never know to be right honestly (laughs) correct yeah I'm not gonna know yeah and what was her name again um Dr. Stephanie Bannister that's what I thought that's what I thought I just want to make sure I was right that's awesome I like you Dr. Stephanie Bannister I know she sounds uh amazing and calm (laughs) yeah says me the like hate monster (laughs) that's the thing though it's that again that's kind of the thing you know when i'm always at an eight having like a calming influence would probably be a good thing yeah right and Uh, like if i'm overreacting she's just like oh i think you need to like here's what you could consider here you know I'm like, okay, (laughs) I don't want to reconsider things, Um, (laughs) but even though I know I should, you know, um, and so I really appreciate that about her is that she's not afraid to say, listen, I think you could scale it back or I think you need to see the perspective of somebody else. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I like her. (laughs) And so what organization did you choose? This is a hard one because I like to volunteer and I volunteered with um, a few different organizations, children's organizations, um, rescue, and um, what else have I done? Just, you know, odds and ends, like just volunteering. And actually this week, we, this past week, we were at the, my friends and I were at the um, Veterans Community Project in um kansas city missouri is that, and they, is that the, the tiny, tiny houses yeah yeah and i volunteered there twice and that was really great and they do amazing work but i think right now as i think about what is going on in the world um probably casa court appointed special advocate is probably um something that I think about a lot. I I was able to be a CASA when I lived in Manhattan, um, Kansas. And um, it's essentially where there are children in the court system for various reasons. They've been taken away from their parents or they're um, having 
you know, supervised visits or something happened at school. And for some reason, um, not only do they have a social worker assigned to them, but they have a person who volunteers to just go in and do home visits and speak with the kids and speak with the families, interact with them, and just to get a different sense of what is happening. And I really feel like um, that had an impact on me because I don't have children. Um, I don't have children and I can't imagine what they think when there are all these strangers in their lives that they really have no full understanding of why those strangers are in their lives. If, you know, I was dealing with people who are on drugs and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and so especially now with COVID and children aren't necessarily in the school system, you know, visible in front of teachers or visible in front of adults. And we don't see what happens. We don't ever always know what happens behind closed doors for anyone. Um, right. Even if, as I was going to visit, but when I think about kids not feeling like they don't have a safe space, like school might've been their only safe space to go to and that only place that they got a good meal. And the only time that they felt heard or listened to that, that I'm going to get sad. That, that makes me sad. You know, no, it is. So I think that's why it's that particular organization and volunteers in that organization or in organizations like that are so important right now. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're fine. This Never is what we apologize. do. <laughs> we, we cry on this podcast. Okay. Yeah. yeah. A lot. A lot. Okay. okay I cry is, a lot. I mean, <laughs> that's, you're a good human. <laughs> I, you're right. It's so important. And I, I, you know, I wouldn't say more important, but like you said, with the, there is not visibility right now. Right. We are not seeing, but I mean, you know, I think there's, that that's a struggle with any kind of neglect or abuse across the board, whether it's right. adults or children, like we're just not able to see it. Like a lot of right. people could even, right. you know, adults who aren't going to work and, right. or work from home. I mean, like yeah. or lost their job or whatever. They're just, we're not seeing them. They're not. So it's just, it's scary. And, yeah. and that, you know, not being able to leave. And, uh, it's, yeah, you're right. It's, that's very important. I'm glad that's, that's really an important organization. Thank you for bringing that one to us. I'm going to guess it's .org. Yes. Is there a specific Kansas city website? Do you know, or is it just like, and overall it's, there's Casa and then each different area. So like in the Manhattan Riley County area, it was Casa Sunflower. Okay. So they're broken down into okay. um, their own groups within uh, their okay. various areas. Great. Well, we will just figure it out yep. for, yeah, that's awesome though. I like that. Me too. Um, so tell us about growing up. Where did you grow up? Like kind of what was your childhood like? Yeah. So um, my dad was in the military and he grew up in Kansas City. And then when he was 24, he was stationed in Taiwan, oh, wow. um, Air Force Base there. And that's where he met my mom. And they were married within six months. Um, they were. And so they were married for about a year and they had my brother, but... So they were in Taiwan, 
and they moved back to the U.S. Um, my, we kind of lived not in a ton of places, um, but when I was born in South Dakota, my brother's older, four years older. I'm the middle kid, and then my sister is four years younger. And so um, I was born in South Dakota. Uh, we lived in Portugal, and my sister was born there. We lived in Virginia. And then we spent about six years in Okinawa. Um, and then we moved back to Kansas City in 91. And then um, I had actually, after I graduated from college, though, had not lived in Kansas City for 20 years. So I'm like, I'm learning everything new about Kansas City within the last year that I've been here. Um, it's all new to me. So, yeah, I mean, growing up, so we moved quite a bit. I mean, pretty normal. I mean, going to school, you know, normal, nothing big, nothing so like. Once you were in school, did you, did you move a lot, like, while you were in school or had you guys kind of settled? You know, um. I was always really lucky. So we ended up staying in Okinawa for six years, which is not typical for a military family. My right. dad said at the time they um, had asked families to volunteer to stay and we really loved it there. It was great um, and beautiful. And then my mom's family was in Taiwan. So it was like an hour flight for her to get to her family. Yeah. Um, not really a close family, you know, growing up, I was talking with that, um, to my friend about that the other day, you know, my mom was actually, she was abused as a child, physically abused. And I was mm -hmm. physically and, and verbally abused by her. And I've, I've since reconciled that. I think, you know, I've, I've worked through that, but I think, um, always a theater kid, always a musical theater kid, always really into forensics. Um, kind of a nerd, you know, like <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um, but always, I always remember always my report cards when I was a kid saying, Christina's a great kid, but she's too chatty, you know, <laughs> I mean, which is not a surprise to anybody. Um, cause my, all my friends say, do you even know a stranger? And I, I really don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, right. right. And so, um, I think, Part of that was that military upbringing is that you're meeting so many new people all the time as you're moving or people are moving on and off the base and um, you're just interacting with a lot of different people. And I think in that situation, you either sink or swim. And so that's why um, I think that kind of shaped me to be in a career working with college students because I really just enjoyed meeting new people and interacting with them. So, yeah, I mean... And then I went to college in um, Winfield, Kansas, <laughs> small oh, town side of Wichita. Wow. That's yeah, a tiny place. Tiny. Have you been? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know someone that lives there. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't so, there like um, a music festival there or something every year? Yes. Yep. The Bluegrass Festival is there. It's huge. It's yeah. huge, that festival. Um, but yeah, and so I did musical theater and I studied biology and then I just didn't want to do anything with biology and so ended up in I was an RA and I was a tour guide um while I was at school so I ended up doing one year in admissions and then doing housing so part of that housing gig was living on campus with the students living in an apartment on campus being available for emergencies and um just I mean 
insane things. Like I think I look back and I think, how did I ever do that? And how do people ever do that now? Um, <laughs> especially as, especially as uh, times have progressed, you just deal with a lot more things. I mean, the hall directors now deal with a ton more than I ever dealt with, especially when it comes to mental health, um, alcohol and drug abuse and that kind of stuff. But yeah, and just uh, try to say this without being terrible, but sometimes that entitlement, it looks different um, depending on who the student is and what, uh, what privileges they've had growing up and mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. But yeah, I, and I never saw myself getting out of that, but I am glad that I'm out of it, especially now. <laughs> My friends are all like, but... Bet you're glad you got out just in time before all the Corona stuff happened. So mm -hmm. I think it was very lucky. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Very lucky. Uh, so you I had, mean, do your, where does your, where does your family live now? Yeah. So um, they're all in Kansas city. My mom passed oh, nice. away. It'll be seven years in January. And then my dad is still in Turner where <laughs> in Turner, where um, yeah. came back, uh, and my sister, everybody's in Kansas City, either like Lee Summit. Um, a lot of my cousins are in Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas City, Kansas. My sister lives out in Shawnee, mm -hmm. so all in the area, which is great. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. Not that I get to see everybody all the time now, <laughs> right? You know, you're not allowed, <laughs> yeah, right. Gotta Fingers crossed. <laughs> right. Uh, right. So, are you? Um, oh no, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go, go ahead, Carla. No. <laughs> I was just gonna say, oh, are you guys like somebody? Told, uh, somebody go. <laughs> are you guys like not doing any kind of Thanksgiving thing? Are you guys? Because I know it. I know some people are doing, well, some people are doing normal ones, but right. I know some people are doing smaller ones, but I just didn't know, are you guys going to do anything like that? Well, so we had already made the determination that my brother's married and my sister's married and has kids and then it's me and my dad. And so we had already made the determination that it's probably just going to be me and my dad. Now, even though I work from home, I'm probably out the most in terms of I'm at the gym every day you know, and I'm with people, the same group of people every day at the gym. Um, and so, um, my sister works from home mostly. And then, um, she, she's teaching the kids, my brother and my sister, our sister-in-law work from home. So, um, we actually were going to initially get together. And then my dad's brother-in-law passed, he was older and we were supposed to have his funeral on Monday. And then um, I said, Dad, how are we going to have his funeral when all these ordinances just come, came down and it was supposed to be hosted mm -hmm. in Kansas City, Missouri? Well, it turns out multiple people in the family were in contact with them. And um, we have some COVID cases in the family. So it was mm -hmm. actually good that we canceled. And yeah. nobody's really sick, which I'm very thankful for, right. um, because, you know, it impacts everyone differently, but so we decided, um, that we are going to wait and decide if my dad and I will get together. And if not, uh, I'll probably walk the dogs, you know, go to the dog park, yeah. have a 
pizza or something because I don't really cook that much and then just relax a little bit yeah and it's you know it's not ideal for anybody but it's better than being sick yeah yeah and you know the idea of you know even if you know play because I know people places across the country are actually do it like more actual like shutdown shutdowns but even yeah. if that happens like the goal of this is so that next year we can have mm-hmm. gatherings again and we can see our family on a normal basis and we can hang out with our friends <laughs> yeah i saw i saw a meme and it was like um a zoom thanksgiving is better than an icu christmas and i was like that there true you go. story. Oh, God, true that just story. gave me chills. Like actually, there you chills. fucking go. Uh, yeah, like yeah. And it's so true, though. I, you yeah. know, it's just. And I, yeah, I. I feel like initially, people didn't really know people. Like you just heard about it in the news or whatever. But now I know people have had it and gotten really sick, and I don't want that for you know for anybody. Yeah, that's what. Um, you know, that's what Carly and I and, I mean, other friends and family have been talking about is, you know, in the beginning of all this, when Kansas City, like, shut down and the rest of the country was, there was a lot of shutdowns and all this stuff, like, for a lot of us, it wasn't really here all that much yet. Right. You know, it was kind of like coming from the coasts, <laughs> right. you know, um, but now it is here and it is raging. And I mean, it's not like I didn't need it to be here to you know, cause I have this thing called empathy. So, I mean, I didn't need it to be here f- to understand the importance of me wearing a mask and me staying home and things like that. Um, but it is here. I mean, we know multiple people that have had it and, yeah. you know, in the beginning I knew nobody that had it mm-hmm. for, a long, right. for quite a while. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's, <sighs> you know, it's funny cause, uh, we started this podcast in January. Mm-hmm. So it was like <laughs> right when right before we were all so this young stuff. and innocent then. <laughs> I, it was I know. a different time. But it was even a different time. I know. But it's funny because when you listen to the very like first, I don't know, five or six of these podcasts, like because in the beginning we were releasing them every two weeks. So, you know, a lot can happen in two weeks. And it's just funny because that first yeah. one where COVID comes up. It's like such an innocent time. It's like you don't even, you know, us back then did not know what was coming. You know, like I had no, you know, the idea that it would be the end of November, end-ish of November, and this would still, this would still be raging. (laughs) It's just like. Yeah, right. Can't stop, won't fucking stop. Right. And my friends put it into perspective. So I still have a lot of friends who work at universities. And so my, you know, they, at the U of M, my one friend stopped working at the U of M in March, University of Minnesota. And then she's gotten word that um, she won't go back until June. And our other friend who's in housing or in student affairs said, you will have been out of the office, physically out of the office for over a year. That, I mean, to put it in that perspective. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. It's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's so, it's the idea of being back in the office is so foreign to my brain at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, 
but uh, nobody's ever going to want to go back to the, well, maybe people will. <laughs> no, fuck that. I don't want to go back to oh, the office no. ever. Fuck no, if I didn't, yeah. <laughs> I know the germs too. I know. I call it the germ nest. <laughs> you don't you know people don't wash their hands. I know. I had to go in the other day and I was like, okay, I'm going to stay for two hours and then I'm going to go home. And I was there for like six hours and I'm like, I'm in the germ nest forever. I never get to leave. It wasn't can true. You, can you imagine? Like, when do you think you'll be comfortable in a concert? Mm-mm-mm. A, a I can't even, time. like, I miss concerts. Like, I desperately yeah. miss concerts. Yeah. But the idea of being in a room of all those people, like, I, I don't know when I'm going to be comfortable again. All those people, like, scream singing lyrics with, like, yeah. particles oh, of spit everywhere. No. Yeah, no. I have thought about that, but I... I don't think it'll be very, I mean, it'll be a while. And even with, you know, I, this vaccine, everyone's like, Oh, we're going to get a vaccine. Well, it doesn't mean it's going to immediately take effect. It doesn't mean it's going to help. Like we still have to do all these things. Yeah. And we know all the rich people get it first. Right. Right. Well, but also there's a lot of anti-vaxxers. So, You know, and there's a large group, even people that that believe in, like, vaccines in general, there's a large, well, you know, I don't have specifics or statistics, I mean, but there's a group of those people that also, like, don't get the flu shot every year. Right, right. So, like, you know, if this is something that people have to get every year, like the flu shot, like, it's still scary. I read a tweet the other day that this person, I can't remember who it was, but they said... Why not pay people to woke get up and it's like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's my ass. Um, <laughs> you know, um, but it said pay people like 12 or 1400 bucks, whatever it said to get the vaccine. So then it gives them relief financially yeah. and it gives us relief that they got the damn vaccine. Right. So now, I mean, listen, I'm not like, I understand the concept of like this vaccine has happened pretty quickly and it is a little, it's a little creepy too. It is. So I'm not like, yeah, that freaks me out because usually stuff like that goes through years of like, but at the same time, the flu shot is different every single year. Yeah. But they've been working on it (laughs) and they, right. But I'm just saying the information that they do, it's, it's changing every single year. So, I mean, you know, I don't know. Yeah. We won't be the first ones to get it anyway. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not, not a scientist. I'm definitely not in the, in the no. upper tier of people that would get well, that. Well, also, That's I'm like, not going to volunteer as a guinea pig either. So I'll just wait. I'll watch other people <laughs> make sure they don't mutate into a zombie. And then <laughs> when right, it's my turn, I'll get it. They're like, I've been seeing articles that say there's no known side effects. Well, it's it, for me, it's like, well, it's so soon. How do you know? How right. do you know? Like, oh, it's been a week. Okay. Right. But right. I also, I also read something the other day where somebody was like, okay, what's worse side effects from a vaccine or side effects from COVID? You right. Mean like dying. Yeah. Well, a vaccine. Yeah. You're dead. That's the worst. No, but like all <laughs> the other things people are talking about, like there's scary shit with this, you know? Right. And it's not, yeah. they're not yeah. always going away and that's real freaky. 
And you don't know if you're going to, you know, people that are like, well, if you're young and healthy, I'm like, nope, that's not really nope. necessary. Right. That's so, been disproven. <laughs> yep. We Repeated. now know that's not true. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <sighs> well, so we've kind of veered away from you growing up some, but would you, what would you tell your teenage self if you can give your teenage self any advice? You know, um, I think I didn't really have anyone building my confidence and then my, and I also struggle in a few ways, you know, um, I struggle with reading comprehension. And then, so sometimes that made that sweet little peanut of a dog. Um, <laughs> and then, and then that's, that made me feel stupid sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, as I was leaving my last job, I was like, I don't have any skills. Well, of course you have skills. I mean, you wouldn't have been employed for 20 years as an right. adult if you didn't have skills, you right. know, and just and really just um, being a little bit more confident that things are going to be fine. Your life, I feel like no matter what shitty things I've gone through, I always, you know, have come out on the other end and I'm not necessarily spiritual or religious, but I do think that I've been incredibly fortunate and I do in some ways feel like somebody or something's looking out for me. Yeah. Um, and, and it's okay. You know, I didn't have the best upbringing in terms of family life and it gets better. You know, my relationship with my family got much better. And so I, I don't know that I ever saw that happening. Um, and so just being patient and patience is not Mm, that's a struggle, <laughs> but like just being Hello. patient. Yeah, yep. Just being patient and being okay with um, discomfort. I also probably would have said be kinder to myself um, and to others because when I was unkind to myself, I wasn't kind to others at times too. And oftentimes, I'm kinder to others than I am myself. So I think care in some ways, as I got, became a young adult caring for myself, the way I cared for others in my role, um, I think would have changed, you know, a lot of things as well. Yeah. yeah that's a good one. Yeah, it is. We could all be kinder to ourselves. And yeah. probably to others. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but sometimes people make it really hard. I know when they wear, yeah, we've already discussed that. <laughs> Yeah. They got their dick out mask. Yeah, like, their nose penis. Their, their, their face penis <laughs> is hanging out. Face penis. Face penis is what I've been calling it. Put your face uh, penis away. Face. Penis. Oh God. Would that? How great would it be? <laughs> If you just woman, man, whatever. Like if yeah. you just was like, get put your fucking face dick away. Like how yeah. great? Would that be? Like I want to point at him. Flick it a I little. Think probably just be so taken aback. Maybe they would like, oh. pull it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Um, no, that's not okay. <laughs> they probably wouldn't. They'd probably just start cussing back at us. You know. Probably. I'll I'm gonna test it out. Video. I'll let you. I'll let you see what happens. I'll go test. Okay. It out. okay. Well, I'm here's tribute. <laughs> okay. So you said that um, growing up was kind of rough. But do you have any woman influencers that have really helped shape your life? And it doesn't have to be from when you were young. It could be now. It could be whenever. You know, as much as I struggled with my relationship with my mom, I think um, 
she came to the U.S. speaking little to no English. She helped, you know, she had to quit quit school in the sixth grade to help make money for her family. So she didn't, she didn't get her childhood. Um, and actually my dad met her because she was working at a market, like selling tchotchkes or something. And he turned around and she doesn't look, she doesn't look, um, she kind of looks Latin more than Asian in some ways, or she did big eyes, tan skin. Um, and that's how he thought she was Mexican when he saw her. Um, which I think was funny. Um, but she, I think she had to overcome a lot and, you know, and she wasn't really fully literate, um, even up until the time that she passed. And so I think that like, she overcame a lot. Yeah. And then she was sick. Like she was sick on and off for 10 years. Um, with multiple myeloma, which is a form of cancer. And so I think she just, yeah, she overcame a lot. And I wasn't always appreciative of that. I I wasn't always thoughtful or mindful of that. Yeah. I mean, like, but, you know, why would you be as a child? You don't understand all that. Like, that's not, all you know is what is happening to you because you don't understand the world. You don't understand adult situations right you know i mean it sounds like she had a pretty shit childhood as well and she did and you know like you talk about in yourself the reading comprehension and how that's at different times in your life has made you feel stupid which is so sad i hope you had teachers that encouraged you and weren't assholes but um you know that might have been a big thing for your mom too like you know just but you would never know that as a kid Right. Yeah. And maybe even as an adult, like I think when there are things that happen to you, um, I think for a lot of us, the feelings that we had as a child continue on into adulthood. Like we have to really like, you have to really start to look at it like as an adult, because we still have those like childhood fears and anger and frustration and just like, that those lack of control feelings, you know, like right. that's hard. And it's right. not something that you just get over like, Oh, I'm an adult. No. Now. I'm over all of that. Yeah. Nope. And not I, even a little, I think it's always interesting where you see it come out and you're like, Oh, I know what that's from. Or, you know what I mean? When you right. take a minute to reflect, Oh, I know why I reacted that way now, but you don't know it in the moment. Um, yeah, it doesn't. And so what was funny is, um, and I think I use humor a lot to deflect that and kind of always have. Mm-hmm. Um, and one time I was at my dad's house and my mom had already passed and my sister was there with her two girls and she doesn't believe in spanking, um, which I think is great. And there was this, there was this uh, news uh, cast coming on and it was talking about links to spanking and, ch- and you know childhood trauma. And my dad was like, we spanked you guys and you were fine. I said, sure. Talk to my therapist about it. Exactly. There's all these. And, and that's how I used humor to deflect things, but it is all of that stuff is always ingrained in you. And so no, and no matter how much like you are an adult, you're still a child to somebody. And that's, that's weird, but yeah. Right. But I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm fine, Dad. I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's amazing, though, that you, I mean, you still clearly care for your mother very much. Like, I think, I, I think that, um, that's pretty amazing because, you know, some people live, and I'm sure there's still some resentment there or anger or whatever. But I mean, I think some people, unfortunately, I mean, like, I'm not saying everybody should forgive. Like, I'm not somebody that's like, you should forgive everybody. And I'm not saying that, but it's nice that you can still like think of her in a positive way to a certain degree. I think that's nice. And that's probably good uh, to a certain degree for your mental health too, because Mm -hmm. you know, that's not, but yay therapy. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Therapy is good. I recommend it. I do too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure it's great. Sure. It's great. I don't know that I've ever actually, I don't know that I've ever actually talked about me going to therapy on this podcast, but Hey, I go to therapy and, uh, well, I go to therapy. I sit in my house and talk on the phone at this point, but, um, I think the biggest thing, you know, we talk about like, you still have like childhood feelings or whatever. Yeah. But it is, it's, it's almost like it's, it's almost entertaining to realize the shit that you're dealing with now. Like, where it comes from like you said you're like oh well I know where that comes from now it's amazing and it's like almost a feeling of validation like Mm -hmm. okay well turns out that those feelings are real and I'm not an idiot for feeling that way or you know what I mean it's it's right therapy is good everybody should do it definitely definitely I want to go therapy (laughs) (laughs) and by that also means sit in my house okay yeah. 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 <laughs> so what's dating been like in your life for you? I don't. I okay. which is terrible. Like I really terrible. don't. Um I think about it sometimes. And sometimes I'm on apps and sometimes I'm not. But when I'm on them, I don't really invest. Right. And I, I don't know because there's just this weird like I've always been single never been married, you know, and I think, uh, when it's time to try to do it, I just don't want to put the time and effort into it. And I think there's like several things, like there's always the fear of rejection. Right. And then nobody wants to be rejected. Then there's this, like, do I want to invest energy into somebody that I like even one or two dates that is like, not going to be worth it to me. Do I want to (laughs) invest that time and energy? Um, And then I think, like, I mean, I have a good, like, I'm just saying to my friends, I feel like, and there's a few of us who are single, like, we have good lives. We have great friends. We're active. We go out. We do things. And so I don't necessarily, at times, I felt that there is some kind of a void, but I don't, right now, I definitely don't feel that. Even with this whole quarantine thing, I have a job that I like. I I'm active. I have a home that I like, you know, all these things. I have friends that I love, my family that I love. Like I don't right now feel a need for that. Does that mean that I don't ever want that? No, but I don't know when I will truly commit to like investing time in it. Yeah, but that's okay. I think, I think the world is always pushing people 
No, pushing women. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, when you think about it, they push women to have children. But but even men, I think a lot of people, like even a man that's our age, they're like, well, what's wrong with him if he's not, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're single? Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But I mean, if you have a fulfilled life, then who gives a shit? Right. You know? But like you said, that's not to say that that won't happen eventually. Right. But right. It doesn't need to happen. Yeah. I'm cool with that. You have a great yeah. life, dude. You have two corgis that I'm in love with. I know. They're so cute. They're assholes. <laughs> they're so- yes. That is okay. Like, oh, I just fucking love corgis. <laughs> they're just, they're little butts. And I, yeah, I'll just oh. drop them off to you too. You can handle yeah. yes. it. Just, I'll yes, you can. I'll say, <laughs> but, but to be fair, they're probably, it's like, can I just be their aunt? Because I already have two kids and that would be a lot, maybe, you know? So yeah. totally. Look, we have plenty of room for aunts and uncles and yes. Oh and shit. My, <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine my, like Jasper and Sebastian? Those are my dogs. Um, they just love to play with other dogs. That's like, that's their like goal in dog life is just to play with Jasper. I, can you imagine? Cause so Jasper is that little nugget that was, yes. that yes. was that's my nugget. He's, he, he's an idiot. Like your corgis would be closer to his size. Like he uh-huh. would be in heaven. He would yes. be, he'd be like, Oh my God, they're long and short like me. <laughs> yeah. It would be super cute. Yeah. We'll have to enjoy it. We will. Sometime. When this, God, I know, I know. But here's the thing. Here's what this is. All, I swear to Jesus, you guys. Got okay. So I am. I don't mind being home. Like I, that is not. But yeah, I love I, it so much. I do too. Like I, I, I am not a super social person. I don't need it in my life. But God damn it, like I want to have like a huge get together, <laughs> and not even necessarily at my house. I just want to get like everybody I know, and just. <laughs> Just like I don't know, drink and talk and bring Sit. our fucking dogs. Sit like I just talk yeah. and have a yeah. dog party and, and not, not have to worry about oh I'm getting up and then putting yeah. up. you know like yeah oh. I gotta put my mask back on. Yeah. You guys, I have a giant backyard. We could have like so many. Oh, people I so it needs to be warm, which is probably when this shit will even. Yes. Uh, you know, I can't. I genuinely cannot. I just want to see everybody again. Right. And right. not have to worry about, like you said, like, I'm so, like, I will wear a mask because, God damn it, it's the right, right. thing to do. Right. But it I'm doesn't so bother sick. me. It's the worry. I don't mind being home. It's the worry. Like, if I have, I go to very few stores, but if I have to go in, I hate it so much. And I, I know. I have to take um, some out of van just to go to places. Do you? Yeah. I'm, it's like, I'm so, at, I'm so anxious about it. My psychiatrist was like, you have to take this out of van if you want to go somewhere. And I was like, okay. Because this was when work was trying to make me come in more often. And I was just like, (laughs) and so he's like, here, have these drugs. And I was like, thank you, sir. Thank you. Sweet. (laughs) Well, and I think going back to work is going to be a hard sell because... We can All the do it. That are getting done home. while you're at home. Like, so what difference does it make if I'm at, you know? And I know that there are some places you have to be in the office, but if there's 
that's going to be a hard sell for people to go Not back here. into an office. Yeah. Yep. But stay away you from Target correct. because I just went last week. So I oh, no, made this little decorative tray for the back of my toilet that puts like Obviously. a little flower or whatever. And I just needed a square tissue box. Just one. <sighs> I have plenty of tissues, but the long one won't fit on it. I just went to get that. And this was last week and everything was wiped out in the toilet paper. Um, I did get one, my one box of Kleenex, but all the toilet paper was gone. All the paper towels were gone. And I was like, we're not doing this again, are we? We aren't we doing are. this. Yeah, we, we are. are. Like, we people, are. Don't panic. It's going to be fine. Don't wipe out the shelves for people who need it. You know, and. Hi, I need toilet paper right now. And. Right. There is none to be found. Right. So okay, this is a far less important question, but did I just see you have a Corgi Christmas pillow in your lap? <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh my god. This stupid it pillow. has antlers. <laughs> Everybody, pillow. This, you have to go on YouTube because this yes. puppy pillow has antlers. Oh my this god. This pillow so I'm in a group called Corgi Things Spotted. <laughs> we're, I'm not kidding you. Where people is it like dog their, spotting, but it's corgis. No, it's corgi stuff, and so people <laughs> will post where they found different corgi shit, like mugs and like, and they'll say spotted at Marshall, spotted at, or I bought X amount of these. Do you want one? I'll, here's how much it costs. I'll ship it to you. So I was looking everywhere for this pillow last year. I went to. 10 different home goods slash marshals looking for it. Nowhere to be found. My friend came into town probably about two months ago before everything got real, real bad. Two or three months ago. And we were over at Ward Parkway and she, and she lives in Manhattan. She's like, can we go to home goods? I was like, sure. I might as well look for this pillow. And they finally had it. And then Archie, the little one has been taking, like I got this pillow at Joanne, it looked much nicer last week when I brought it in. Archie <laughs> has been like taking it and like grabbing it and throwing it around. Now I I said if you mess up this pillow, the back gate's gonna get accidentally left open uh, <laughs> because he he's chewed up a couple pillows, but he did get a few threads of this that I was able to trim up and recover. But that back gate is gonna let get left open if he keeps chewing on my corgi pillows. <laughs> Right. Um, that is so cute. And yeah, that's I'm, really I'm just, cute. I'm dying about it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know, like, that's really not re much of a podcast question, but it was really cute. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Corgi okay. things spotted. And so that's, that's also really how I had um, corgi face masks made. Is this woman's like, I have all these, this material, pick your mask. It's oh like $10 God. a mask, including shipping. And so I have six. <laughs> Corgi masks. That, but I mean, like, supporting this woman's business. Heck yeah. Good you gotta you. support the small businesses. Yeah. That's yeah. right. All right. I I'm love gonna it. ask you a question, and I think I know the answer, and I don't know why I'm asking. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? Uh, I, I say I'm an extroverted introvert um, because I do love people. And when I was younger, I people around all the time and now as I've gotten older I do also value my alone time mm -hmm. 
And so, um, I do feel like I need that to recharge. My friends are always wanting to do stuff like bike rides, which I love, you know, they've kept me very active. And so it's hard to say no, but there are some weeks that I've been like, dude, I, I just need a nap on a weekend. Like I just yes. need time to watch TV to recharge or just time to like relax. And so, um, I think the last few weeks have been really, really good. But this summer we were at the lake, like every single, like we work out, go to the lake, work out the next day, go to the lake, you know, and which is fun. But, um, I was feeling exhausted all the time. So actually this has been really good. Um, the last few weeks to kind of slow things down. Yeah. Um, I just want to touch on this really quick because I know you talked about, you've talked about your former career a lot, but what do you do now? Sure. Um, I'm a project manager. And so I had been hired by a company to do um, a new project for apprenticeships um, with the state of Missouri last year, we'd been subcontracted and that project kind of just fell through. So now um, my focus has been training um, customer service representatives in different states to take calls on um, unemployment insurance benefits. So basically, with everything happening, all of this unemployment insurance stuff is like blown up, right? Right. When yeah. they hire their staff, they are staffed for what they expect unemployment will be, you know, an average rate. Well, then when Corona hit and then all these different packages came out, so not just regular unemployment, but pandemic unemployment um, compensation, states have fallen behind. And so states subcontract my company that I work for to, to facilitate call centers, to facilitate investigation on cases. And so I've been training people um, in different states to take calls and help claimants figure out what's going on on their um, file and hopefully resolve any of those issues so that they can get paid. Well, that's like very needed right now. Yeah. I mean, it's always important, but right now I think there's so much panic. It's, I can't, there's just so much panic. It's so sad. Like, it's nice that, that there are people out there like you that are training people to answer some of these questions that are freaking people out. Yep. Yeah. And I think oh, yeah. these, the representatives, sometimes they've cut from other call center backgrounds, like credit card or Verizon, you know, like different phone companies, all that kind of stuff, customer service. And I try to emphasize to them how important they are. Yeah. To these people who are calling in because they may be the first person that they've talked to. I mean, I'm hearing calls of people are like, I'm getting evicted. I can't pay, you know, I, my rent's coming. I'm going to get my car taken away. All these things that I feel like all of us. And I said to them, I said, you need to one suspend judgment because we don't know anybody's situation, whether it's before right before Corona or not. And two, this could be any of us at any point in time. And it, and, and some of them who have been in the training class have just come are, are still waiting yeah. for their employment from that's them. a good point. Yeah. And so yes. just to understand, we could all be in that situation at any point. Oh, 100%. In time. Yep. Your job is not to judge. Your job is to answer questions and help resolve what you can. And if you can't resolve it, get, you know, escalate their case so we can make sure that um, 
we can get them the help that they need as soon as possible. It's not as fast as we would like um, in terms of response time, but it, in some, I mean, it's just where we're at right now across the nation, right. unfortunately. So you told me um, the other day that you work on Hawaii time right now. Yeah. So, like, will you will you go to another state of it? Like, are you just working state by state, or? So as we win contracts, we'll go state to state, and so okay. wherever. Yeah, and so basically what um, my role has been with the last few projects is to just come in and do training, get, you know, work with the project operations people to see what they need and um, train groups of people and get them on the phones and get them answering emails um, to help those states get through as many cases as quickly as possible. Dude. Have you gained uh, any Hawaiian friends that you get to go hang out with eventually? Yeah. And can you take us? <laughs> I, I volunteered to go to Hawaii. Oh, fuck me. Many of us did on the project. None of us are in Hawaii. Well, <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Although the idea of flying on a plane right now completely freaks me out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But I know like, we're doing it. I know. I know. I, I, like I, the idea, you know, even coast to coast yeah. or like here to New York or wherever, like the idea of that freaks me out. But the idea of like an eight hour plane ride, I'm like, oh no. Because planes kind of freak me out in general, even the recycle oh. there and all that shit. Like it kind of creeps me out anyway, but. Right now, I'm no, I have no desire to right now, but no, that's amazing. I'm glad that there are that somebody, but I'm, I'm not just glad that there's somebody doing it. I'm glad that there's somebody like you that is helping train right? because you're, you're a nice human being that cares about people. Right. No, I'm serious. Like, yeah, it's I a lot. I mean, it's that. really, it's, it's, you know, I'm very privileged right now. I like there's, I, I mean, I'm always privileged. I'm a white chick, but, right. um, like I have been able to work from home and my husband doesn't work from home, but he's never not had his job during this. And right. so there's a huge population of people in this country and I'm sure worldwide, but that are desperate and terrified of what is happening right yeah. now. So it's like, yeah. I'm glad that there's somebody like you that is, okay. is a caring person that's training people, you know? Yes. Yes, it's been good. It's been, um, and my mentor had actually said, how does that make you feel? And I hadn't thought about it. And I, um, when I processed it, I actually said, um, I actually said, let me, um, flip the power on. I thought I was charging my phone, but you know, I have to flip the switch over in the back, but, um, that, you know, I'm, I have the opportunity to help to train people who are going to make a really big difference. And yeah. um, that for me has felt really good, even though the hours, when the hours get long and are super exhausting. And um, I just think of, I try to think of as much as possible, like the impact that this is going to have for the people who are trying to get their um, money and for the people who are working, who may have, been coming off of unemployment you know um this is their first job off of unemployment and um to give them confidence and competence um to be able to regain momentum and get themselves where they need to be 
I just really like you. I like you too. You guys skip Yeah. I do. I love it when people like me. I, you know, I'm not sure that we've had a guest that I didn't. I feel like I say that every time. I mean, we just have, like, we have picked some really fucking good human beings for this podcast. We're so good. Every time. Well, we're so good. We're at so good. You asked me. I was like, "What am I going to even talk to you guys about?" Everything. Everybody yeah. thinks everything. That. Ooh, I, mean, I have one. Do it. Do it. Hey, are you good at taking compliments? <laughs> My favorite. You're not. Uh, I I don't like <laughs> She's it. Like no. I yeah. Ooh, hey. I'm going to need you to give yourself a compliment right now. Oh, shit. Oh, I do think I'm quick-witted, and I think that's <laughs> I think so, too. I think so, too. We, it's, sometimes you just have to be funny. Yeah, I just, I, I do use that. I'm not always at appropriate times, but, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, that's me, too. <laughs> but that is like that is actually I think that's a really important skill because it there's there's being quick on your feet is like one I mean it's just a, an important skill in general but like if you can be a smart ass I will love you forever okay we're I'm in then I'm in I'm in yeah <laughs> we're, we're in. in we're in we're in it's Woo! it that's a big deal for me I because I I mean one I have a very filthy mouth. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Two, my language is sarcasm. Yep. So, and just being sarcastic in general, like, so if, if, like, if, if I can find people that are also that way, then I'm, or at least accept me being that way. Right, right. Then it makes me happy, so. Yeah, I don't understand people that, like, aren't funny. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> It's like, are you sad all the time? Be like, like, do you just like walk around in perpetual like moodiness? Yeah. It makes me sad. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. No, I really, I, I, I actually kind of feel that way. Like, I don't understand. And I, I mean, I haven't, I honestly haven't come across a lot of people that way, that are that way. But I really, I'm the same. I'm like, if you can't laugh at things, then what seriously, do you, do you just like scowl right is that your and i mean i'm a resting bitchy face so i scowl but but you're like, funny yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you okay but okay so i found this i found this book that i've had for a long time that i forgot about so i found a question that i'm gonna put on the wheel okay um now i will <laughs> i will say this question has been a question that I've actually thought about a lot because we've okay. had Trump, we've had Trump for a president. So it has, it has actually like crossed my mind more than one time in the last four years. But if you knew there would be a nuclear war in one week, what would you do? Everyone. Wait, sorry. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yeah. yeah. Yes, and. Yes, and. I think, you know, with all of this, I haven't, I moved back to Kansas City, right? And 
part of that was with the intention also to be, be able to spend more time with my family. And as much as we love each other, we also drive each other nuts. Uh huh. Yes. I would make sure that I would tell, spend time with my family and tell everyone who's important in my life. We don't, you know, cause just how important they are. Right. And just, and just make it be known. Like, even if we connect every day, like I have, I have Marco Polo, that app where you leave video messages, of, you know, for people. And, uh, I have my two friends in Minnesota that I connect with every single day, multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. And I have my friend in Manhattan that I connect with. And then my friends that I text multiple times a day, every day, um, just to let it be known. Like I, I, I know that they know, and I it's know nice to hear people know, but to, right. yeah, to hear it. Yeah. What about you all? I already answered. Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> yes. I do. Everyone. I mean, no. I feel like if I'm being, if I'm being really honest, I feel like I'd try a lot of drugs that I've never tried before. Or some um, that you already have tried before. <laughs> right. No, I mean, it's not like, okay. <laughs> it's not, I mean, drugs are scary. Like I don't do drugs. Like, well, I mean, I haven't in a while, a long right. while, but I mean, I, you know, like, I don't know, but here's my other fear. This is where my brain goes. Are you ready? Like, I would have to know for sure that a new, like, yes, because this is where my brain goes. Like, say I tried meth. What if it didn't come? And then all of a sudden I was like addicted to meth. Like, uh, who wants that life? I don't. I don't. No, I know. But see, I feel- that is what my brain does to me, you guys. <laughs> yeah, but it makes you think of the different pot- potential scenarios. Yes, yes. like I'm but- always, I always am going, like, and I never, I can never just like purely enjoy even a scenario. <laughs> <laughs> it's just always like, what if, what, what if, if it didn't happen and then kill you? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I'm with you, though. I think I would definitely, like, I'd have a big-ass party and hug everybody. Even during COVID. Right. I'd be hugging everybody. I'd be, you know. Because it doesn't matter. Right. Isn't it weird that that's what is coming in? Like, isn't it weird that I'm like, even with COVID, I'd hug people. And that's what I want to do. Like, that's sad that that's what we're having to deal with. Now it's like, mm, go ahead, Carly. What would you do? No, I'd hug everyone too and tell them I love yeah. them. And I would yeah. go try try new and fun things. I don't even. It would just be like, <laughs> oh, I skydive. I would skydive. I would skydive. Yeah. I don't know that I would do that still. <laughs> oh, I think I would. I think it I would. So scary. Yeah, but if you do, um, who cares? You're gonna die anyway. Right. It's going to happen anyway. Like if you just, uh, cause I feel like it would take that fear of death away. So then I would just do all those things that, oh yeah, definitely. I would, that makes me excited. Like I'm excited for a nuclear war. Come on. Come You're on. ready. You're so ready. You're so ready. <laughs> okay. Not really though. Okay. I would never like, that would be good though. That is what I would do. Definitely. Um, oh, I have a question that I don't remember if we added it to the wheel, but we talked about adding it to the wheel. Um, do you believe in aliens? Yes. <laughs> you know, not aliens. I do believe in 
potential like ghosts, things like that. But I don't know that I ever believed in aliens. Now, if you've watched that movie, what's that one? Oh, M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, signs? Oh, that was scary. And I don't like scary movies. It creeped me out. It, it You know, but um, I don't believe in aliens. Do you guys? Yeah. I, it's, aliens and ghosts are similar to my, in my brain, in that um, I don't know that I, like, 100% believe in either of them, but I don't... Not, not believe in them either. I believe that both there's a possibility for both. Sure. I, I think the universe is really big. The idea that that Weird, you know like Earth, yeah, the, the idea that Earth beings are the only beings in the world or in the universe, right. like that would I, be kind of dumb. Right. <laughs> Here's what I think. Are you questioning yourself now? Well, no, like, well, now I'm like, yeah. I mean, for us. Yeah, uh, uh, we'll talk. To believe. We'll to, yeah. <laughs> Come back. Yeah. Like, I think they're out there. Do I think they've been to Earth? No. But is it possible they could? Maybe. It's so big. How would they ever find us? That's so, true. Well, do I, do I hope I, that they aren't like Independence Day where they want to kill us all? <laughs> yes. Right. I um, yes. Do I, would I understand if they wanted to kill a large group yes. of, of people? Yes. Yes. yes I do. Yeah. Yes. There's Arch. Hi, Archie. Oh, hello, baby. He is the worst, but he's so <laughs> cute. Oh, my God. Look at him. Walter. <gasps> oh, Walter's a good boy. Yeah. Me, the too. Barker. He's Aww. the Barker. He's baby. God, they're just so damn cute. I just love them. Do you want to do one more question? Uh, sure. I, I don't actually know where didn't... your wheel is. Yeah, it's on here somewhere. Just give me a second. Oh, hey, look, it came up really quick. You guys. Um, okay. Your favorite book, show, and podcast. I My favorite what? Book, show, podcast. Okay. <laughs> I'm not much of a reader, but... In, in grad school, these dogs. In grad school, I read a book called Inner Compass, um, and it talks about um, defining the people who are around you and how they impact you, and 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 really about what you put out to others. Not like about the universe or anything about, but how you have an impact on others, whether good or bad. Um, these two, you guys, Hey, I'm talking, and, <laughs> I'm speaking, and, I'm speaking, <laughs> I'm talking, I'm talking. And then, um, so, you know, I, I'm a non-committer when it comes to shows, I will get through like six seasons. And if there's seven seasons of something, I won't watch the seventh season. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that's just, I just like quit on a show. So, dude, I if I'm if I'm through six seasons, I'm I'm the one that will commit to it all the way because I'm like I've given all this fucking time. Like, why am really? I going to out? Even if I'm like not super super into it, I'm like I've got to finish I've it. Given all this time, yeah. yeah. So show. Oh well, then shit's Creek. Okay, let's oh, oh, because who's that? Who's show I mean, is like. Because I just think I was talking it's with so my good. 
friends and my friends who are um, you david queer yeah who are queer in particular and and about how there was no drama around david and him you know being queer and his relation it was just normal because it's normal mm. like and I, I know i love that 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 has brought that has brought that to the forefront of so many people who would who would deem it as not normal you know or yeah. think of it as not normal and it's brought it into their their lives in a different way and so i really value that like stuff like that cuz I'm going to, these dogs, I swear <laughs> to you. <laughs> That's what I do all the time. Um, you know what's really funny about Shit's Creek, though, is like, so I finished all of it, and then they had that, like, documentary at the end where oh, they kind yeah. of did, like, a round table, and I cried a lot and all yeah, that. Yeah, I cried a lot, yep. But what yeah. was so funny is that, you know, because I don't, like, it's what you said, it's normal. That's That's yeah. not... That's not an abnormal thing yeah, right. in this world. And so in my mind, like I was watching that and without even realizing it was, it was so like, it was such a relief and so pleasant to me that it was never yeah. even discussed or, I mean, they, there were things that they said, there were little like right. Easter eggs of things yeah. that, were, that were beautiful, but it wasn't like openly discussed and it was never negative and it was never... Right. Right. And, and like, it didn't even occur to me until they started talking about it in that round table thing that, and, and then I was like, well, Jesus Christ, that's why it was so like, it was so pleasant. Was so right, like, right. it was just so, such a relief to watch a show that, that just felt normal to me. Yeah. Right. Know? And I like, love that too. And those characters, like just beyond the, it just, Yeah. Yeah, just it's so good. Every single one of them developed, and every single one oh, of them so funny and quirky in their own way. Yes, so, such a good show. Um, and every time I say the word baby, I said to my friend baby. who has a baby, I can always say like, baby, baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs> just think of the baby. Yes. Yeah. I say it all the time too now, and I'm just like, oh god, I can't stop. Yeah, and I'm not gonna. It's so um, good. It's so good. And then movie, uh, you know what? Like with the holidays coming up. I'm <laughs> sorry. Sorry. It's um, fine. We have podcast dogs. It's fine. Right. And so with the holidays coming up, I really love the family stone, which is just watch. Yes. And, and I think it makes me think of my mom a lot, but I, they're just it's just so funny and again another quirky like everybody's quirky and different and and it just makes me it comforts me in a weird way i don't know what i would like because and, and i know it's because it's the holidays i always think of that movie um but i mean other movies I'm such a like a basic b but the greatest showman because that just brought back like musical theater like a big musical theater come up. I mean, I could have never seen it. And I just really love document. I'm going to um, <laughs> documentaries too. So, I mean, yeah. So kind of a lot of things. I mean, I don't, I, I struggle when people are like, who's your favorite artist or who's your favorite this? Yeah. I'm the same way. It's hard to figure out everything that's like, I have shows or whatever, everything that like immediately comes to my mind, but 
It's always hard to pick out your favorite. Oh, you said podcasts. Uh, I don't know. I mean, of course, my favorite murderer. But then I've been listening to uh, Dr. Oh, did you Dr. listen Death? to um, Dr. Death? But then there was the the LDS one that was just on Clear Creek. I, didn't, I don't know that one. Unfinished. Um, I think Unfinished Clear Creek, I think is what it's called. It's about the LDS church. Um so I'll, I can send that one to you. It was just a fascinating document. Uh, document Unfinished series. Short Creek? Short Creek. Short Creek. Very, go. very good. Yeah, it it's is. a very good one. <laughs> I'm special. I just I just got it on here. Cool. I love Nuka. Uh, I'm in a funk right now. Like, I can't. Yeah, everything's can't. awful. It yeah. is. I cannot. Like, I, for the last two years, I go through this where I'll find... I am in desperate need of a really good, like, I want an, like, an episode, a true crime that has, I don't know, multiple episodes. This might be good. I like, well, I don't know how many, how much crime it is, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm in a funk. Yeah. Dr. Death was really good too. If you have creepy. Did you listen to the second, there's a second season now though. Have you heard that one yet? No, not yet. I don't like it. No, the first season, it's scary. It's scary because that stuff can happen to you in real life. Right. Right. And I was just like, no, I don't like it. (laughs) No, and it's, you know, that one is, I haven't listened to the second season yet, but, you know, when you start messing with the brain, Mm, it's not a lot going back from that. Right. Right. That's what I tell my children when they like to do dangerous things without a helmet. I'm like, hey, hey, you only have one brain. You only have one brain. Can't so, fix it either. Right. No, it can't be fixed. It's kind of you got to take care of the brain. At so, least cover your ooh. head and break your arms. It's fine. Yes, I recommend <laughs> that. I broke both my arms at the same time. I, I would much rather have that than brain damage. But I also yell at them right now. I'm like, it's times of the COVID. I don't want to take you to the hospital. <laughs> right. This is not the time to go to the hospital. Listen, I mean, these are things that come out of my husband and I's mouth multiple times in the last eight months. No. We're just going to patch it up at home. And yes. then maybe next year you can go to the doctor. No, so the arm will be all crooked and wonky, but you'll, fine. you'll live through it. You'll have something to tell your therapist. Right. Such, yes. Yes. Exactly. All right. Well, this has been wonderful. It's been great. So yes. thank you. Thank you very much. And um, we want to. We're gonna. We're gonna look up the actual, but it's casa casa dot org. Yeah. The one in Riley County was Sunflower Casa. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we'll find the Kansas City chapter and we'll we'll put that in the notes. Awesome. I'm so happy you came to talk to us. This is fun. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate your time. It was super yeah. fun. Um, so here's to ladies. Yes. Let's start listening to what they have to say. All right. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 <laughs>